This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by busting your ass beyond ass-busting realms. And if you need help with that, there is, there's a surgery that can add extra ass to your ass. All you need is Canadian healthcare. <laughs> And those are all the Spanish words that I know to here's what I don't get from here, from north to south, east to west, the only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and the longest consecutive running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday podcast network and the longest running podcast on YouTube on the See You Next Tuesday podcast network. That's right. A fuck you dick. I am your host, Tab Burt. And with me today... From Paraguay, our good friend. He will let you sleep on his couch while you're trying to expatriate to his great nation. It's El Chaco. Hola, me enchada. <laughs> welcome back, my friend. Feels like I'll forever, say welcome man. back. Yeah, I feel I say welcome back, but like you and Buck did an episode without me, so like you should be welcoming me back. And because uh, <laughs> yeah, I slept man, through that, that thing. <clears throat> We were supposed to be the three of us, and then, uh, and then uh, you know, I guess uh, uh, the Holy Spirit intervened and made it so it was just me and uh, and Buck. So uh, we we got a little bit of a Buck and Chaco uh, uh, flashback episode there, and uh, it turned yeah. out all right. And it, despite technical difficulties like crazy, uh, as you unfortunately had to edit your way through, and Here's I can't promise you that that crap ain't gonna happen tonight. Uh, I would just as you saw in signal beforehand um, and uh, I my my Internet has been crapping out all the time for the last week and uh, it's driving me nuts. So I'm not quite sure what to do. (laughs) Are are you so crazy you're going to move back to Canada because they have better Internet? <laughs> <laughs> only, only if I've decided I wanted to commit suicide under on the taxpayer dollar. That's the only way I would go back to Canada. <laughs> that's a that's a fair point. Yeah, I slept through that episode, uh, but it is out now. You guys can check it out on the Patreon. Um, it turned out really well. I I enjoyed yeah. listening to it while I was editing it. So I think other people well, it was enjoyed a, it. Was it as a well. do get episode, and we always like those do get episodes. I love so do right? gets, man. I like having a good positive outlook on life because everything else in life is so like miserable and awful, and just so it's good to be like, <laughs> you know what? There's some shit. There's some shit that's going on. It was funny that episode started, and you were having all these technical issues, and you were talking about like you and Buck were saying this episode is cursed, and I was like, name of the episode. This episode's cursed. But at the end, like it, it so turned around that I named the episode spring because I felt like that was much more, uh, it, it made more like bucks ish bucks do get. And what was happening in that episode itself? Like that was the spring. So it was pretty awesome actually. And yeah, yeah, it was funny. Cause like, you know, uh, I always feel like for don't gets, um, I have to get into the right mode and like, it's funny because like um, I get paid by my main client every three months. Yeah. Right. And, you know, trying to budget that properly from like That's weird. my Canadian account to covering my Canadian expenses to helping out people in Canada to uh, 
my, uh, I have multiple accounts here in Paraguay, one in US dollars, one in Paraguay and Guarnies. Uh, I've got credit card up in Canada. I've got a credit card down here. Trying to budget it is like really difficult, really difficult. But like, you know, uh, I, I try to figure it out to the best of my ability. And sometimes I screw it up really bad. <laughs> and, yeah. And sometimes it gets real close to like, you know, like, uh, hmm, are we going to have to eat a little bit more of the oranges and tilapia to kind of get by until I get paid? So I got paid this morning and it's the best feeling. Like it's the best yeah. feeling. And I was like, uh-oh, this might hurt my ability to don't get on tonight's <laughs> Uh, recording. I'm going to be too happy. I'm going to be like in too good of a space, headspace. I mean, I, I might, I'll have to fake being angry at stuff, but then, but then my internet cut out a bunch of times today. And uh, you know, the same client, I love him. He's great. Don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, he, he, he hits me up at 4 PM. I'm, 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 uh, I get, they got a WhatsApp group and he, it's one of those things where every so, so often all of a sudden they're like, Oh, what's that group? I'm, I don't remember that group. Oh, I just got added to that group. And, and, and lo and behold, Hey, uh, Joel meet so-and-so, uh, you guys are going to have a call like in like 15 minutes. And, uh, and then this time he was like, it was 4 PM. And he's like, I, he's like, I want you to have a call with this guy. He's going to send you the investor presentation and I need a whole landing page and I need it as soon as possible. Actually, I need it tonight. <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh yeah. These things take me two business days, bro. Like, like I, he's like, Oh, I'll just make it shorter. No, no. Here's the thing. Shorter doesn't mean like less time for me to prepare. Cause I, if I'm going to make it shorter, I have to decide what to cut out yeah. of all the other information. So I thank you, chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I do get. I, I went to you, right? And I was like, ah, oh, dude, can you can you reschedule? And then like you're like, nope, this is the only day. Yeah. All week. My week. Like, my I have the week from hell this week. So Sunday <laughs> we had a show. We loaded out that show. While that show was loading out, the ATD and I were basically disassembling our front of house console position. Like it is it is empty. Right now, there is the lighting console is sitting there, and that is because the lighting console is extremely heavy, and everything else is gone. And then yesterday, we started at 8 a.m., just pull, we pulled all the curtains, we pulled all the lights, we pulled every fucking scrap of cable, we pulled everything out of this theater. It's I've never in my career as a, as a technician seen a theater this empty. There is nothing. There is absolutely, and today was today was another call. Like we worked until four, at three thirty. I got a text that was like, "Oh, hey, by the way, for my birthday, we're like getting together a drink, and it's a friend. It's like a friend that's a friend of mine. It's a friend of a couple of my coworkers, and it's like, well, we got to go do that. Like we can't, we can't. And I knew this birthday was coming up. I didn't realize it was today. And so I was spending time with this friend a couple weeks ago, and they said. I was, I was showing pictures of some of the glass blowing I've been doing. And they said, I love, I love cobalt blue glass. I love it so much. And I had two pieces of cobalt blue glass. I had this one that I drink out of on the show that I made. And I can't part with this. I, lo I love this fucking glass. And I had another glass, a vase. And so on the way home, I stopped and got flowers. I like changed clothes. I grabbed that vase that I currently had flowers in because I found a bundle of flowers just like abandoned outside my theater a couple days ago. <laughs> and I was like, 
I was like, what, why are these flowers here? And then I thought, I have all these vases at home. <laughs> I should put something in them. So I, I was like, fuck it. I'll take them home. So I brought Hello, the flowers, flowers. <laughs> and I went over there and then, yeah, Joel texted me. He's like, can you reschedule? And I was like, I could go later tonight, but I really can't like when I committed. So I'm doing 40 hours at my nine to five job. And for whatever reason, I committed to 50 hours at another theater in town and a shift at the glass shop. And I was just like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, we're both making the same mistakes, right? We're both making the same mistakes because we're taking on more than we can chew. But somehow yeah. we're pulling it off, right? Like, because I had, I, I have, oh, go ahead. Uh, I know, I, I know that's like been the beauty of moving to St. Louis is that I've been really working at the, at the low end of my hours for so long that a week like this, where I'm just going to, I'm going to push myself, I'm going to push myself really hard, but I'm going to make a shitload of money. And that's the where thing, it is, right? The thing yeah. is like, uh, so here in a couple of weeks, I'm going to go visit my sister up in the Pacific Northwest. And it's like, well, either right before I leave or right at when I get back, I'll have all these checks for all these, these jobs I've been doing. And either way, like I can, I can, we can spend time. We can go do whatever we can go like eat like Kings. We can go spend go to visit anything we want to do. And it won't matter. And so it's like, yeah, I'm going to put 110, 110 hours in this week, but like I'll be able to spend a really good weekend with my sister. And so yeah. I don't care. Like this well, that, week, that's this week thing. is nothing. See, you've got the right idea there, right? Because the thing is, is there's so many people out there that will, <clears throat> how do I put this? So my wife, our version of time travel, mm -hmm. I may have expl explained this on the show. I may not have. But like when you're in like the shit, right? Like when you're in like that tense, crazy, stressful, shitty time period, what we'll do is we will time travel by sending a high five forward into the future. And later, once we're all like kind of done everything, you know, like that whole thing of like you, you're getting everything ready. You're trying to get on a vacation. You finally get there. And then when you're in the pool, in that relaxation mode, you recognize, you say to each other, Hey, wait, remember when we were like in the shit and like, it sucked and we really wanted to, it, it sucked. And we really wanted to, uh, send, send that, that high five forward. Now it's time to send that high five back to like our past self that had yeah. to put up with all that shit. And now here we are getting a chance to like, you know, reap the rewards. And, um, it totally sounds like you're doing it. the right thing too. Cause there's a lot of people that would like, you know, go into debt rather than work the extra hours ahead of time. Yeah. It seems like you've got the right idea. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm really, um, it's been, it's been too long since I've been able to spend time with that sister. So yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. But well, you know, enough about like our sentimental nonsense, Nobody's here to hear us talk about how much we love our families. <laughs> Everybody's here to hear about what we do not get. So, uh, El Chaco, what is your issue this week? Here's what I don't get. <laughs> Cities. <laughs> you know, like, I remember when I used to watch, like, a lot of those, like, you know, well, I, you know me. I like Westerns, right? Mm -hmm. I like Westerns. And I know you don't like them, and that's cool. And, uh, but like, like there's this, like always like this, you know, like there's this kind of trope of like, ah, those city folk, you know, like, you know, ah, city folk. Well, 
I'm coming up on one year of not living in the city mm-hmm. and I love it so much. And every time I have to go to the city, it pisses me off. It drags me into this like bad mood. I hate, I hate going into the city and it doesn't matter which city it is. You can't name a good city. All cities suck. There's not a good city on the planet. All of them had like crazy lockdowns. All of them have like crazy oh, oh. diversity and multiculturalism and like, you know, offending everybody and all. What, what, what do you got? The greatest city on earth. Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> praying hands. Praying hands. <laughs> the land gotta, of praying hands. I got to get there some, but someday. Yeah. No, this is the hard part, man. Like, so I grew up in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And like the whole country of Canada would shit on Calgary. Like they would not only this, like we we're always seen as like the rednecks and like the, 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 you know, the ultra conservatives. And we, we, you know, like, Oh, we're the, we had, media cbc loves shit on alberta and they used to always especially shit on calgary so much so so much so that in 2013 there was a catastrophic flood in calgary and i was down here in paraguay at the time and i remember looking online and and don't do this and like never do this but looking in the comment section of all mm. the articles that were about all the destruction that was happening in my in my city like my junior high school got flooded out like my my the 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 property where i like had my formative years when i was like you know up until the age of 4 got flooded out like like it was chaos in calgary and what is like the rest of the city, the country and the rest of the media was like uh you know serves you guys right karma karma's a bitch you know, you guys are an oil and gas city and karma's a bitch and it's climate change that caused all this. And it's like, man, like and I, I, at a time it was it was a cool place to be. I loved growing up in Cal- Calgary. But the thing is, is that now it sucks. Like now Calgary really sucks. And it didn't take long. They just kind of amped up the, you know, the seasoning. And uh, they, <laughs> they, 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 I don't know why it's just like everything sucks in Calgary and every city sucks. There's not a good, I, I honestly, like I I'm probably going to catch flack again for this one, but like, dude, like explain to me the like benefit of cities. <laughs> like, like you living next to each other, you're basically on top of each other. Everybody hates each other. Everybody doesn't want to like look at each other. They will, they, they just want to like park in your garage and like, you know, like go home and like get away from it all. You just gotta shut the door and fuck the rest of the world because you're living in a city and cities suck, right? And it's like everybody complains about their city. There's always traffic, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like there's traffic, there's pollution, there's noise, there's the, the cost of living is ridiculous. I don't understand. Like, like I think back to like my ancestors, you know, and it's like I know like across both sides, my mom's side and my dad's side, both sides had rural roots, right? Like, the, you know, like uh, um, my mom's side, they were Scottish, Irish, little bit of Aboriginal First Nations, teeny tiny bit, like more than uh, what's her face? Uh, Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is like, it was like <clears throat> their side was like they were farm people and then they they moved to a small city small town which turned into a city and then my parents they they got jobs like at the time like the jobs were in the cities well here's the yeah. beauty of now is that you can work, you can work anywhere you can and and so like 
it's funny to me because this isn't even like I I don't even hate cities. They make they annoy me, but I, I understand like why I would I need to go to them sometimes. Like for example, to get like car parts that aren't sold out here, or like you know to maybe go to a better hospital to get like a proper like a like a special uh, procedure or something. Mm-hmm. But like man, like like I got a friend of mine. And he completely does not understand why I live out here. And I, I seriously just don't get it. I like, I was like, what, you don't like the complete lack of light pollution. You don't, you don't, you don't, uh, like the, the pure air. You, you, you don't like the, the fact that like, you don't have like constant traffic around you at all times. Like, you don't I, like the sound of of no gunshots happening anywhere near where well, you live. Well, if there's gunshots happening, they're going to be mine. You know, like yeah. that's the you know the, I can practice them where I'm at. Nobody gives a fuck. You know, like it's great. I love it. I I, sh- I shoot in the corner of my property. I, I actually bought. Uh, we brought out my um, my Boito, my my 12 gauge Boito last mm-hmm. weekend, and and I had a blast firing that thing. You know, scared the shit out of some neighbors, but you know, it's like see, it, see, I can fire my gun too, and I live in the middle of the city. But the, the difference is, is because like <laughs> the city I live in doesn't give a fuck about crime. I, I guess. I mean, I mean, I here's the thing. All right, so I ran a red light. I blasted through a fucking red light on my way home to do this show tonight, <laughs> right in front of a fucking cop, right in front of nothing. a fucking cop. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. That's your white privilege. That's your the, white oh, privilege. That, right you know that. what? He probably, because the thing was, I wasn't wearing my jacket. Uh, so he probably saw my arms and saw, and was like, that's a white guy. Let him go. Yeah. 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 You're right. No. Yeah, his mistake. wife's probably pregnant or something. He's gonna yeah, go. not not a that's definitely not a city's issue. It's definitely a white privilege. <laughs> yeah, like especially so you're talking about being in rural Paraguay, right? And yeah. but I live well, in the United he, States. Even in Canada, I wanted to be in rural Canada. Yeah, like, even in, the, in Canada. In the, well, your challenges of like I need car parts from yeah. I, I have to have like I have to go to the city for those kinds of things, right? I can order all that shit on Amazon. And, so and you you don't have that you don't have that benefit in Paraguay, and so in the United States, it makes even more sense to be rural because you can just like I can fucking order anything I want online. It'll get here. Yeah, it'll take a couple extra days. Maybe I need a PO box to make sure it doesn't get like fucking left in a ditch. But, well, I do do that actually. Actually, yeah. I do do that. I I order my stuff through Amazon. It goes to like a box in Florida, in Miami. And then it takes about a week or two, and then it comes down to a place in in Asuncion, which was right behind where I used to live. And I got a buddy who um, lives just down the block from where I used to live. So I hit the uh, when when I get a notification that my package is in, I I send them a, a money transfer, and then I tell my buddy to go and pick it up for me. And then when we go to church on on Sunday, which is in the city. Um, it gives me a chance to go and pick it up from him because uh, they're closed on Sundays because they're an awesome business and all businesses should be bring back blue laws. Anyways, that's another issue for another day. Yeah, no, um, I agree. But like, it's, it's really, uh, I don't know, man. Like it, it, every time, okay, so every Sunday, well, not every Sunday because we have rotating priests <clears throat> that come and go. But um, when we have a chance to go to Asuncion for, for our uh, for a mass, it's like, I come from like beautiful, like pastures and like, you know, rolling hills and like, you know, 
there's houses out here, but it's not as jam packed together. Yeah. And, and then I, I get closer to the city and the drivers get slightly stupider and, and, and a little bit more brazen. And then, and then I get into the more packed part of the city and it's just like, I grind to a halt. I was going, everything was smooth. I was driving nice and fine. I get into the city and now I'm like on, I'm tense. I'm like, I'm like looking around. I'm like always, pop, you know, who's going to pop out of here and there. And, and it's like, you know, uh, yeah, the whole time when I was living in Calgary at the end, I, I really just wanted to move out of the city. And we actually almost a year before we moved to Paraguay, we were really close to putting our house up for sale. It was so close. But there was, as you know, um, during COVID, there was a bunch of divorces that were happening. This is like the one thing that people don't talk about a lot, but like there was a massive wave of divorce that happened in 2020 and 2021. Yeah. So people are we, finally forced to like hang out with each other, cohabitate. Like yeah. we, we live in this world where you have to work. Uh, I, I, I talked about it a couple episodes ago. Well, I think it was women in the workforce. And I was talking about it with you where now we need two incomes to make the same living that we had, like our grandparents had with one income. And like, so now we need those two incomes and suddenly it was like, Oh, you can work from home. And now you're actually spending time with your spouse and realizing we don't actually get along. And rather than work on, it's just like, Oh, let's get a divorce. Cause everyone has a divorce. Cause like one yeah. in one in two marriages ends in divorce because we don't fucking believe in anything anymore. We just believe in the satisfaction of the now. Nihilism is a big problem. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's a big going problem. back to that. Yeah, big vote, big voted up. Um, but the thing is, is that uh, when these divorces were happening, a bunch of these people were like, I can't live with you anymore. So they had to sell their house as quickly as possible. And when they did that, they were like, oh, oh they're selling their house and we're selling our house. And well, our house is already paid for because there was a lot of boomers that were selling mm-hmm. at the time. A lot of boomers got divorced during COVID. And um, so they they bombed out the price of the of the market on us. And so like, we were so close to selling, we were so close. And then as soon as it was like time, I ended up, I ended up calling an audible and saying, ah, we're not going to sell today. We're not going to sell right now. We're going to wait. And so we renewed our mortgage and just did, did it, did it for another year. And then I ended up selling and paying a big penalty (laughs) a year later, but the house was all ready to sell thing. But But the thing is, is that, you know, like um, going back to like what I don't like about cities is like the other thing I don't like about them is like when they when the cities bitch about the like satellite towns around them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you use our infrastructure. You're using our, our roads and, and you're using our, 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 our transit and all this kind of stuff. But you're not paying property tax to, to, to the city to help us pay for these. Cars. It's like, yes, I am. Just maybe not directly. I am. Okay. Like the reason, the reason why these cities existed in the first place is so that you can have businesses together. We're supporting those things. Like just stop, dude. Like cities are where like the riots happen. Cities are where like all types of different stuff is going on. It's just garbage, man. It's just garbage. I don't like, I don't like living in a city. I I, I think I'm done with them. And it's so funny because it's such a big change because when I was, when I was younger, 
when I was younger, man, to go to a big city was like the dream, man. Cause like concerts happened in cities and like major <laughs> sports teams are there and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But yeah. So anyhow, I mean, like that's uh, go ahead. I live in a city. So I live in like the 27th largest uh, metropolitan area in the United States or some, mm-hmm. it's somewhere in the twenties. I don't remember the exact number. Um, I like it would be bigger than that, but I guess not. You would think that, but I, I thought that too, but it, it wasn't. Uh, it was bigger than Tulsa. And what I loved about Tulsa is, you know, Tulsa is the world's largest small town. That was, that okay. was the way I, I always felt Tulsa was a small town. It was just, it was just too big. You know, we had a, what's the population of Tulsa. The greater metropolitan area is a million people. Okay. But consider this. You have to drive an hour from the south part of that metropolitan area to the north part of that metropolitan area. So you're basically and Calgary. And that's, that's not, yeah, that's not an hour in traffic. That's an hour of fucking straight driving. Distance. Yeah. No, yeah. Calgary is like one of the biggest urban sprawl places in all of North America. And, yeah. And it, it covers the same. So you, we... We pretty much grew, grew up in similar a similar, similar yeah. size. Yeah. St. Louis is an hour from the southern part of the metropolitan area to the northern part of the metropolitan area. Uh if you're like speeding in no traffic. It's it's a lot more if you're really trying. Um <laughs> talking about why divorce. Yeah. The, oh yeah. The yeah. I don't have any defensive cities. Like I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you. Um, the only reason why I live in a city, the only reason why I am in a sense trapped in a city is because I went into a line of work that requires people in order to make it work. And so, uh, I, I talked about this, I think when I did it, but during <clears throat> the scamdemic, I applied to a job in North Dakota and it was a small town in, in or South Dakota. It was a small town in South Dakota, but they had like a community theater space where they showed movies and they did like a couple, several shows a year. And it was like a community gathering space. And when I was reading the job description, I, it sounded amazing. It sounded like Does the sound kind amazing. of community that I wanted to be around. And um, unfortunately they were also shut down. Like I picked South Dakota cause I was like, Oh, every, all the news articles are saying South Dakota is open. I can go there and not wear a mask. And like, they just hate, they, they, they want to kill all the old people. And, uh, that was not the case. Well, that's the sucked. thing though. It's like, even in like quote unquote red state type areas, <clears throat> you look in them and all their cities are blue. Like yeah. all the cities are blue. And like in Calgary, Right. Like before the mask mandates were put in province wide, Calgary was like in there right away. Like, yeah, we're going to make it mandatory for you to go into a business with a with a mask on. I was like, but why? There's no science behind it. What are you talking about? And yeah. then sure enough, they like put it in and it was like, it's a bylaw and you're going to get fined for it. And it's like, fine. Take me to court over not paying it. Like, I mean, come on. And then like Tulsa, uh, Tulsa was the first place that was like. The city of Tulsa, we're shutting down. We're we're closing these places. Like this is the mandate that's out. And the suburbs, they took like two days to decide to do it. But then you know it's it's that like you know um, uh, you lead the bull by the nose. You know you put that little thing in there and you you drag the nose around and you can lead the whole bull. So by 
fucking pulling the city of Tulsa around, all the suburbs are kind of forced to do it because then everyone lives in the suburbs is like, all those Tulsans are coming to Broken Arrow and they're drinking in our bars because our bars are still open. There it's it like, is. yeah, why don't you mind your own fucking business? <laughs> that's a that's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the other thing is, is like, again, like cities have their own little like, like fiefdoms, you know, like these little, these mm-hmm. like, like in Calgary right now, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I never know how much of Canadian news gets to you guys. Cause like it shows up on like some of the social media platforms. I'll be like, Oh, Calgary's, you know, showing up in this te- telegram group or something. But I'm like, not the guy to talk to about that. Cause I know that's a good thing about the news. That's a good yeah. Thing. yeah. That's a good thing. <laughs> but like, if, for example, in Calgary, like drag queen story hour is still a thing. And, um, they, the, the city of Calgary, who has a radical left mayor, like a radical left mayor who got in on this, you know, with less than 50% of the vote, of course. Hope and change. She, she, uh, she put in a law that makes it so you can't protest a drag queen story hour at any public building. Um, you, you have to be 100 meters away from the doors a football which means it's like on the other side of the parking lot right like which is like useless and it's like you know like it's more of this bubble zone crap and it's like you know your freedom of speech is like gone like i don't fuck cities (laughs) fuck them all like again like you go out to the to these rural areas and they're like yeah just come on in it's fine like like very rare did you go out to a rural town and somebody was up your ass about not wearing a mask very, very infrequently where I Yeah. Was. So I, I think I've talked about it. I've, I've talked about it personally with uh, fans. I don't know if I've talked about it on the show, but um, in like 2017, I started a journey that I have not yet finished, but I've always had this like draw to, to drive route 66 in the United States. And you know, it, it runs through Tulsa. I like grew up with route 66, like, Oh, there's this massive thing. And um, so in 2017, we finally, I finally started that journey in Yukon, Oklahoma, which is a suburb of Oklahoma city. And we drove from Yukon to Santa Monica and like we were in Amarillo and we were in rural Texas and we were in rural New Mexico and all those things. And like, we were in the big cities, we were in Flagstaff, Arizona and had a terrible time. We were in downtown Amarillo and had a terrible time. The the places I remember are places like Tucumcari, New Mexico, places like uh, Seligman, Arizona, uh, please, places like, um, you know, rural California, where those people met you 90 seconds ago. Here's my favorite. I'll finish it by saying here's my favorite story of Route 66. We were driving. We had left um, Holbrook, Arizona, and we had been driving in rain all day. All fucking day it was raining. We rented a beautiful convertible to like enjoy the mother road. Rain it was raining all day. We like went through these cities. We were having like really not having a good time. We stopped in Seligman, Arizona. We went to the Roadrunner Cafe. And um the woman there at the counter said, How are you how are you how are you folks doing today? And we said well, you know what? Actually, to be honest with you, today's been real shitty. Like, we've been stuck in the rain. Every time we stop, the rain catches up with us. Like, it, it's just it's just really not it's just really not been the day we thought we were gonna have when we'd set out on this vacation. Um 
And she said, I'm really sorry to hear that. Like, like she could do anything about it. Like, and then, you know, we shopped around the store where we bought like a postcard, we bought a thing or that. And then she said, I hope, I hope the day brightens up for you. And I hope the rain stops for you. And I shit you not 25 minutes outside of Sligman, Arizona, the skies parted the most beautiful sunset I've ever seen. The temperature dropped. We took the top down. We drove the next 35 minutes into Kingman, Arizona in the most beautiful skies, the beautiful weather I've ever seen. We stopped at a at a the Elf Trouvatore in Kingman, Arizona, which has all this beautiful neon. We stayed in the Clint Eastwood room and and we sent that woman a postcard to say awesome. like you reset our day. That's our day awesome. was uh, and and like that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen in Amarillo. It's not going to happen in LA. It's not going to happen in Tulsa or Oklahoma City or any of those big cities along Route 66. It's only going to happen in those small towns with like real human beings. Exactly. Even and it's universal because like um, New Year's Eve, uh, uh, 2021, 2022, right? We were, we were out here. At the property. This was before our house was built when we had like kind of a little cabiny type place. And I was like, okay, we got to get back to Tassel soon. We're going to mass tomorrow. Got to get back. Uh, Catholics, we, we, it's obligatory to go to mass on New Year's Day, which is tough for everybody else. It's a, it's a hard sell for non-Catholics, but yeah, it's, yeah. we got we to go. So, <clears throat> so we drove back that evening and there's this stretch that goes... You know, it's a beautiful drive. It's like uh, down the hill and it's like you got cliff on this side. And you got a waterfall that comes down. You got all these little resort stops along the way. But you're, there's zero cell phone coverage in that area. Like you're, you're definitely going through a dead zone when you're going through there. Lo and behold, that's where I got a flat tire, right? I got a flat tire on New Year's Eve and I had like really bunk... Um, I'd really bumped my toe really bad the night before I had a big fall because we had a power outage and I fell out, fell out, uh, fell out of the stairs, uh, out front of our house and it banged right on my toe, like all, all my weight on my toe. So I was like limping along in this stupid toe and I got a flat tire. And so we pull into this one spot and there was like, you know, there's, there's no, there, there's, there's, there's no signal around, but there was this one spot where people were, um, having like a little like birthday party or something. No, it was a new year's party. Fuck, It was the end of the year. What am I talking about? It was a birthday. Yeah. Yeah, it's new year's party. And uh, we called them over to see if we get some help, if they had like a way to f- use a phone to like call a tow truck or call, call somebody to help us out. Cause also the thing was, is that uh, like we, we had um, anyways, long story short, I didn't have the tools were taken out of my van. I didn't have, I didn't have a Jack or anything to, to get my, to get my uh, thing done. And like they were, they, they, they were partying and the guy comes out, it's a boiling hot day and he comes out, he's got his hydraulic lift. He, he puts, he put, he goes to change the tire, but people start coming out from the party and they're offering us beer. I'm like, I got to drive the roseway, but thank you. And the guy, they, they bring out the stereo. They start having a party around my van getting the, 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 uh, the, 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 the tire change and they helped us. And then, and then sure enough, we got into town on the spare and I go and there's one last like go Maria, like a tire place open. The guys helped me out there. Small town. And again, like again, the city, you, nobody would give you help. They just drive yeah. right past you. Nobody yeah. would give you help in the city, you know? And like, 
Yeah. It's just, it's, I, I don't know, man. I, I have a friend of mine who's like, yeah, he's, he just doesn't get it. He loves the city, loves the convenience, loves all this stuff, but he doesn't have a wife and kids. And, uh, you know, like he, he doesn't know how to cook. So, I mean, I guess it's like a little bit different for him, but like for us, it's like, man, like where we live is heaven. I love it out here. I absolutely love it out here. And if I never had to go to a city again, I wouldn't, (laughs) I wouldn't, I, I, there's no point. I don't like them. I, 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 there's not like, there's no point to going. I, I really enjoy not living in a city and that's my issue for this week. So yeah, man. That's a, that's a great issue, and I, I agree with you, and I'm going to go ahead and seed this week's contest to El Chaco. He, he nailed it. <laughs> Fuck cities. Uh, nobody is shooting homeless people on the side of the road in uh, where Chaco is living in Paraguay, but they are doing it where I live. So uh, Saw that. <sighs> All right. Well, uh, I'm laggy as shit for absolutely no reason because – Fuck me, I guess. Um, I don't know. Eh, I can manage. Just so long as you don't give me too many like hand signals to <laughs> shut up or something. I'm giving you a jerk off now. Whenever the video catches up on the jerk off, you'll know that I was giving the jerk off. It looks like what, it's a what couple. is this? A New York Times, New York Times staff meeting? Well, <laughs> Zoom meeting? speaking of, of New York Times staff meetings, uh, officials warned of a month. Oh, wait, sorry. Well, that brings us to the Miller episode, which means it's time for... This episode is brought to you by... He's a blackface lawyer. News uh, Network. I'm calling the police. Two if you count the cows. Uh, <laughs> officials are warning of a monkeypox resurgence ahead of the summer LGBTQRSTUVWXY and Z festivals. Um, it's... In its May 17th risk assessment, the CDC warned that there is a substantial risk of renewed monkeypox outbreaks across the United States, given the recent uptick in cases in Chicago, which began in mid-April. At present... Shut them down. Yeah. It's unsafe. Well, yeah, they, Shut they, it they down. should. They should. Gay, Shut it down. Totally unsafe. bisexual, and other men who have had sex with men, which they're, they're, they're in parentheses, they have it labeled as MSM, men's sex with men, I guess. <laughs> a thing apparently <laughs> uh account- i thought msm was mainstream media well I guess the, that, same thing you can think same it, thing you can think of it as men having sex to men or the mainstream media accounts for the majority of monkeypox cases in the united states <laughs> which is wild because i thought what? we were all at risk i thought it was like all of us were oh. I, like i was me like living in my house not talking to anyone was equally at risk as someone like tony from hack the movies who's going out and hanging out with people like uh that pedophile that's on the biggest problem in the universe <laughs> which one i don't know <laughs> of the multiples. Oh boy. The joke against Dick. Uh check out <laughs> check out the Mag Cooks YouTube. We put out a video. Well, we I put out a video in my alley about uh Mad, uh Dick getting kicked <laughs> off YouTube. Yeah, so the CDC is warning about monkeypox again, but it's not like, hey, CDC, how does it spread though? Like, how does it spread though? Has it dogs and kids are getting uh monkeypox? Yeah, how they getting that though? <laughs> Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it must have been know. like plastic straws. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they weren't they weren't climate changing. It, it was I don't probably know. the plastic. You know what? I think you I think you sleuthed it out, partner. It was definitely the plastic straws. Got to get rid of them. Get rid of all the plastic straws. <laughs> uh, 
I got a news story here from Dad Cucks. Oakland A's fire broadcaster for mispronouncing the word. I saw this Negro <laughs> after inspirational visit of the Negro League Museum. Uh, the Oakland A's longtime yep. sports announcer Glenn Coopier was fired by NBC Sports on Monday after uttering a hard racial R, slur during hard the live R. broadcast, which he said was an accidental <laughs> fluke. I guess I should have pulled this up on my computer so we could listen to the audio. But uh, it, was, it was a hard R too. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. It was not a Naker moment. It was uh, apparently something else. Nope. No. Um, that's got like. You got to think, right? Like he's sitting there, right? And he's sitting, he's like, no hard R, 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 no hard R. <laughs> and we're back. All right, everybody. We have a thing from the, no, no, no. <laughs> like he overhyped himself. Well, there was like, okay, this is like the second, second one. I think in like, I don't know if it's the last year or two, but there's like, <laughs> There was like another one. I think it was like the Cincinnati Reds, maybe. I, I think it was Cincinnati Reds. And it wasn't an N-bomb. It was the word that uh, the Nostalgia Tall ad said that you, you know, get you canceled. That starts with an F mm-hmm. and means a bundle of sticks. Faggot. Um, yeah, faggot. Yeah. Uh, so that that's the one. He, he, he So the guy was, it was between innings and... He was like, yeah, uh, okay, this is just, I'm a little bit off into the weeds, but like uh, Harry Shearer of the of the Simpsons, Simpsons fame yeah. and Spinal Tap fame. The bass player uh, for the he, Folksman. Yes, yeah. He, um, <clears throat> he used to like, I, I, did, did you ever, when you were growing up, did you ever, did you ever like go to a friend's house who had like a satellite dish? And I'm not talking like a dish network or, or, or something like that. I'm talking like a legit, like big old giant, like ET dish in the back of their house. Oh man. I only knew a few people that had them and they were so freaking cool. Cause you could like pick off like anything, any channel, like all over the place. It was amazing. But the problem is, is also too, what you could get is you could get, their feeds. So like when they're doing a live broadcast and they go off to like commercial and stuff like that, all their affiliates put on their like local commercials. Meanwhile, they're just still recording Uh in between, in between like, you know, the commercials and stuff. So during one of these, the guy was talking about this thing and I don't know if it was a grounds crew or something. And he's like, ah, you know, some faggot thing or something like that, but they had actually come back from the break. Oh no. And, and so like, they, they knew that he got caught on that. And what was so sad was like the next inning, he like oh, immediately apologized. Yeah. I remember this one. He's he like, knew, and that's way out there. And that's it for me. That guy. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. It's over. And he, and it's just like, you just know. And that's so sad. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no forgiveness these days for those kinds of things, right? Like we're supposed to forgive None. our cities being burnt to the ground, but there's no forgiveness when like a guy, uh, you know, mixes up a word and says the wrong thing. No, well, not even just that, not even just that. Right. Like an entire career gets obliterated. over. Yeah. Like, like Don Imus hasn't worked really since. Well, he's dead. The nappy. Well, okay. But you know what I mean? He didn't exactly rejuvenate his name before he died. Yeah. But like. Well, here's the thing about nappy headed hose, right? Did you know that was racial when he said it? 
I don't, I don't know. Not really, sort of. I don't know. I knew what nappy was, but here's like, the here's the thing: is uh, growing up, it's not even like a word I use that much as a as a child <laughs> at all. Actually, I don't even say that much. I I never use it as a guy with like super curly hair. I thought nappy head it was just the thing that curly haired people were. So yeah, when, maybe so when that whole thing happened, I was like, what is the racial thing in here? Is it because he called them hoes? And they're like, no, no, it's the nappy head. And I'm like, well, I'm nappy headed though. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like this, you know, at the time I was, I don't think I was even 16. I was like 14 or 15 years old. And I had this like curly hair that would just fucking frizz out and nothing. And I'm like, I'm not beheaded. I think they're like, I'm allowed to say those words. <laughs> Apparently not. Well, you wanted him canceled. You wanted reparations. You I did. I did want him canceled. Mule. Yeah. <laughs> well, not for that reason. <laughs> like, <laughs> So here's the thing, like, is, uh, so there, I just, I just heard about this too. There was a study done. There was a study done that was re- regarding like, it, cause like there was this whole thing about the, the speaking of cities, the city bike thing where there was that nurse. Oh uh, yeah. Who, that was fucked up. That, yeah. So that nurse was like paid for a bike and then like, a some some urban youth. Utes. <laughs> some like, utes, if you will. Some youths. <laughs> Some joggers, some cyclists, some some uh, you know seasoning police. They they came up to him and or came up to this lady and like wanted to take the bike away and claimed that they had paid for it. And like the media ran with it in a total Covington Catholic. It way. It was infuriating because like, like within an hour, it's like nah, she that was her bike, and I was like ah yeah, yeah. that's not news. That's not news. Then yeah, but uh, cancel. What are the Kardashians doing? Under review from her employer. F- yeah, she was yeah. fucking suspended She's from her job, review. which is ridiculous. Yeah, a pregnant lady, six months pregnant. 36 year old woman and like, okay, now like we, we just talked about like nappy headed was, I didn't know at the time or you didn't know at the time was like really bad racial who, okay. All right. But now it's like, Karen is the, is the new thing. And like Karen, you can drop that on anybody at any time you want. Uh, that's our but word, like, Joel. We, you're not allowed to use that's that word. That's our word. We're going to reclaim it. You're going to name my next daughter, Karen. K-A-R-N. But like, <laughs> but like <laughs> the thing that got, gets me about this is that they did a study. It turns out that in particular liberals, people of color and women, when they receive an apology for an infraction like that, still want more punishment. Mm. So there's no fucking point of apologizing. I absolutely Why agree. apologize? Yeah. When like just at a certain point you gotta like lean into it, just lean right into it. You're like, racist. Like, All right, fine. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. These fucking black guys were trying to take my bike away, and I will not apologize for it. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> like I not? pay for the right? fucking like, bike. Like, it's my fucking bike. Yes. They can get every inch of fucked. Yeah. Yes. These bike thieves over here. These joggers. These cyclists. These seasoning police. These, Are we still on YouTube? These. Are we- <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a piece of fish news for you, El Chaco. Oh, hey, awesome. Uh, a piranha attack leaves eight people injured. At least eight people have been left injured in a piranha attack in Brazil, which is also near you, with the victims suffering bloody wounds, according to the media. The fish are said to have torn into their legs at a beach resort in Taruma Aku, a region that lies in the north of Manaus. I say that sits on the Amazon River. 
shocked victims understood they've been playing in the stream on May 1st during the Labor Day holiday. Oh, sorry, during the labor holiday, because uh, that's, you know, that big commie holiday. Uh, they were suddenly felt sharp pains on their feet and legs. One victim said that they only realized that they had been attacked upon getting out of the water and finding others nursing their wounds. Images taken to the scene show how several people had to have their bloodied feet bandaged up after receiving nasty bites from the vicious fish. And I kind of feel like this writer for RNN just wanted like weird feet pics, which is why there's pictures <laughs> of these people's fucking feet in this article. Oh man, what is and you like, have? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan. Oh, what's this? The, what was that Dan Harmon? Oh, is that that wasn't Dan Harmon? That was uh, Dan Schneider. No. Yeah, both both Dan's are called total creepazoids, but yeah, that one, that Dan Schneider, totally, totally <laughs> true. You have piranhas, if I recall correctly. I have vegetarian piranhas. Yeah. So uh, I have Paku, and and they're the they're dorky. I mean, if you look them up on like if you look oh, them so up they're on like Gimmick, regular Google vegetarians. <laughs> You know, um, uh, I will do that, Mr. Kill Everything. Absolutely. Mr. Kill Everything's um, a mensch. He's, he's the best of the best. He's, he's, he's great. He's great. I followed you on Twitter, pal. You got to follow him. Um, the, uh, the Paku that I have, P-A-C-U, if you look it up on Google Images, they're the most dorky piranhas. So basically, you know, like when you think of a piranha, you think of like these jagged, like needle teeth. Right, mm -hmm. like like shark teeth, yeah, basically. Yeah. Right, so so my my paku look just like them, except they look like they're wearing like an old man's dentures. <laughs> like they're like <laughs> they're totally like like flat at the top and stuff like that, and like and 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 they're vegetarian. But um, it's funny because like the thing is is like there's these places like so everybody I. It, Often when it comes up to me, like anybody hears that I'm living in Paraguay, they're like, where's Paraguay? And then they look it up and they're like, whoa, like, are there any good beaches there? I'm like, no, there's literally no good beaches. No, stay here. out like, of my country, you fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, this sucks. You don't want to be here. Um, uh, the, the thing is, is that like, it's funny because like I had read some of these horrible Amazon River fish stories, not just piranhas. Mm -hmm. There's like a fish. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. I mean, I, I'll probably look it up. Chat GPT will know. Uh, but there's like a fish that like is attracted to like urea. It's in mm. urine. So like what ends up happening is, is like there's there's tails. There's lots of tails of this where and this thing's like a spiky nosed fish. Yeah. And it swims up your penis. River, it'll swim up your pee and it'll go right and stick right into your into the end of your uh, into the end of your Johnson. Yeah. I've heard about and this. Like with needles and it'll. That's, that is a huge nope Fucking for me. Horrifying. So I don't. I like swimming in my pool, but like you, you know, I won't be like frolicking around in any unknown rivers around here yeah. anytime soon. I don't blame you. Uh, well, that's all the yeah. news we have this week, and this has been the Riqueta News Network. Definitely not fake news. And that takes care of our legal obligations this week. But you know, what it doesn't take care of. It doesn't take care of your trip to go and visit your sister. That is true. It also doesn't take care of the special condoms we're going to wear so that we don't get weird fish in our penises. And if you want to help us protect <laughs> our penises, you can visit us at not just from those fish, but also from people that want to mutilate our penises for religious reasons. You can visit us at <laughs> patreon.com. Sorry, you can visit us at subscribestar.com slash HWIDG, tip.hwidg tit.hwidg.com, patreon.com slash hwidg. 
And over there, we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes. We have our $2 tier, where we throw there in a bits and bobs we do now and again. We have our $5 tier, we do our bonus episodes. Here's what I do get, where we drop the hate and talk about it was great. Uh, El Chaco and Buck just did an episode recently talking about um, the long, slow road to recovery and the nation of Paraguay. So if you want to find out more about that, you can check out that uh, bonus episode. We are $10 tier. We do our movie commentaries where you, the fans, submit films. You vote on what film we watch, and we watch it, record a feature in the commentary. And then finally, we have our $50 Spike Producer tier where you get a say in the show. You can say, like, hey, I want you guys to, like, add a Discord channel. I want you to have a special guest. I want you to do this episode. I want you to change the format. Anything you want that we can reasonably accomplish, we will do so. And uh, we want to say thank you to all our patrons and supporters on all the different platforms, big and small, because without your generous support, we would have been like, ah, fuck this shit. I got better things to do. I have 110 hours of work to do this week. I don't need to do an episode of Here's What I Don't Get. I've got a deadline from some fucking cock, and I, I can't do an episode this week. So that's why we're doing it. You guys are the best. Yeah, you guys rock. Thank you for everything. Uh and so let us jump into my issue this week. Here's what I don't get. Cultures that don't plant trees. <laughs> You're talking about the Japanese, right? <laughs> no, they plant they plant trees. They're just very it's small. Bonsai ones. trees. They don't count. <laughs> um, so I've had this dream my whole life. Like I've wanted, I've always wanted to live on a, a I was, I was thinking about this today. I, I, I told you what my issue was a couple days ago, but today I was, I was uh, going to lunch and I was riding down this street and it was this beautiful, like side street in the neighborhood. And it was one of those streets where, you know, the trees are, are massive and they overhang the street. So you're in this like beautiful shade and there's all these beautiful houses. And I was riding down that street and I just thought, yeah, this is this is the type of street I've always wanted to live on. I've always wanted to live on that street. I've always wanted to live where the road was shaded by the trees, like an arch. Yeah, like an arch of trees. Exactly. Yeah. And love those. And I've, I, you know, I've been. Um, there's the house that the Notebook was filmed at. I talked about this a couple episodes ago, where I did a show there, and but it has Ooh. these like cypress trees that arch the road as you go up to the house, and it's 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 just like it's picture it's picturesque and beautiful, and I've always wanted to live on those one of those kinds of streets, and the thing is like you can't buy that you can't buy a sixty foot tree that overhangs the street. No, you got to wait. Yeah, and you you have to plant the tree. And if I, and I was like, I, you know, I, I, I lived in this house. I really like this house, but my lot, my next door neighbor, they have trees, both sides. They got a tree in their lot. I don't have a tree in my lot. And I was like, I would really love if my backyard had like a big Oak tree or, you know, something, something with the big leafy canopy that would shade my whole yard. That'd be, that would be amazing. A pecan tree, maybe harvest the nuts, give them away to the neighbors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I can't, I can't put just like call up the pecan tree place and have them just drop some fucking tree in my yard. No, no, Amazon doesn't sell them. They don't. <laughs> Amazon doesn't sell those. But I could plant a sapling. Yeah, and which is what I've done. Yeah, and and uh, El Chaco, he has a orchard of, of fruit trees. Like, but to plant a tree is 
there's like there's a quote from somewhere, and I'm probably misphrasing this, but it's like the uh, a great man will plant a tree whose shade he will never be able to dwell in, and that's like the our culture now is has been created by people who have not planted trees because, well, I'm never going to get to dwell in that shade. And it's the difference between long-term and short-term thinking in a culture. So like there, I, my parents owned a home when I was born or they lived in this home and they planted a tree like this one-year-old sapling when I had my first birthday. Aww. And my dad, they planted these saplings when my sisters were young. And now they're like these like reedy trees. You know, my tree's been around for 30 years, but my sister's trees have only been around for, you know, 15 years or something. And they're these little reedy trees. But someday there'll be these big things that overhang the yard and create the shade. And, and they're like a testament of growth. And there's a type of person that plants that kind of tree. There's a there's a culture that says we can't just look at the short term. We have to look at what is what is our world going to be like next year. And what's amazing to me is like we ostensibly live in that kind of culture where they want to say uh, let's let's live in the world of trees. Let's put our you know, we have to recycle our plastics and you got to recycle your cans and you got to do this kind of shit. You got to do that kind of shit. But they're like, we live in a world of cultures where they're not planting trees. And not just are they not planting trees because they don't have the long-term look to say, what will our neighborhood look like in 20 years, in 40 years, in 60 years? What what will the na- what will the street that my grandchildren pull into look like? And what can I do to make that street that they pull into feel like grandmas, grandpas? They're just like, I'm done with this. I'm 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 done with this bottle, El Chaco, which is not going to show up on video. I'm done with this. This is the last fat tire. Like this is what I've been drinking tonight is the last fat tire. Now it's a carbon you neutral fat, fat tire. tire. I love fat tire. Yeah. Uh, now it's a carbon neutral fat tire. This is the last fat, last fat tire. You know what this is? Trash. That's just trash. Just fucking throw that on the on the ground. That's trash. We don't we don't need that shit. I don't fucking need that fat tire. Fuck that fat tire. <laughs> this glass is trash to some people. Don't throw it. I, I'm not going to. <laughs> uh, that this bottle actually didn't break. I, I have expected it to break. It didn't break. <laughs> like. I see all this this bitching and moaning from people about how people like me don't recycle. Like, oh, Tab, you don't recycle. You just you just put all your shit in one can and then take it out to the dumpster behind your house. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> where this this shit ends up in a landfill. I don't fucking care. But I am the type of person that wants to plant a tree because because the bottle the bottle doesn't matter. The bottle's gonna get ground down into dust. It, it's nothing. But the tree is your legacy. And those are the kind of things like uh, a tree is a metaphor. It's a for it's not just like the tree that my parents planted is not just a plant. It's the kind of person you want to raise. Do you want to raise someone that says, what will this be in 10 years? Or do you want to plant the kind of person that says, 
everything in your life is trash. Everything in your life is disposable. Everything around you is fleeting. And when you approach life as a culture that plants trees, where what you do matters and what you do counts, and and when you make a decision, you're affecting things around you. And when you approach life as a culture that says, "This is I'm done with this beer. This beer is empty. This beer is worthless." <laughs> I start to I start to see things like, "Have you?" Uh, I was gonna say. I remember a couple of you, like we've been dealing with this whole plastic bag ban back and forth for several years where it's oh, like, we're going to ban plastic. It's here too, man. Yeah. You got to pay for them. Yeah, it's ridiculous. We, we got to ban plastic bags. And then it's like, oh my God, people are taking uh, the China virus home with them. We need to have plastic bags again. Ah, ah. And then they'll, they'll, mm. they'll like post pictures of fields just full of fucking empty plastic bags blowing around. You're not seeing fields of empty plastic bags where you are in rural Paraguay or rural Oklahoma or rural Missouri. You know where you are seeing just trash piled piled up like it's nobody's fucking business in the city. I pulled up to my my fucking house. I pulled up to my fucking house a couple nights ago, and there's a van blocking the alley. And I park in my garage, and I enter and exit my garage from the alley behind my house. And there's a van fucking blocking the way. And I'm on my motorcycle, so it's like, I don't give a shit. I can fucking fit between you and the shit around you. But what this van was doing was just throwing all of their mail on the ground. What? There was just a pile of shit on the ground beside me. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and I'm like, why the... what? And my first thought, because I live in a city... My first thought was, this is a bunch of stolen shit that they're dumping. So I wrote down their um, license plate and the make and model and all those kinds of things. And like the, the what are you, a Karen? descriptions <laughs> of the individuals. <laughs> and, and, you know, people are going to be like, oh, here's a dog whistle. Tab, you're dog whistling. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not dog whistling. Because the next morning I came out into the alley and I'm getting my bike ready to leave and I come out of the garage and one of my neighbors comes back and um, it's a black woman. And we start talking and she's like, what is this? You know, I had to move my car back here because they're tearing out the street. And 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 I'm like, yeah, this van was here. I didn't know what was going on. They didn't seem really like normal people. So I decided to not really intervene because they – kind of seems scuzzy if you know what I mean and she said yeah yeah that makes sense I'm calling my sons we'll clean this up don't worry about it and I was like oh, I'd love to help you but I have to like I have to leave work this is fucking 7 30 in the morning 7 30 in the fucking morning I'm having a conversation with my neighbors about how some jackass pulled into our fucking alley and dumped all their trash because my neighbors black white whatever Mexican my neighbors are people that want to plant trees we want to live in a neighborhood. Plant trees. We want to live in a neighborhood where, where you can grow up here, where like the kids matter, where you're going to keep an eye out for each other. We don't want to live in a neighborhood where the bottles are trash and you can just dump trash any fucking where you want. And I'm really getting tired of this culture of disposability, and I'm really getting tired of being told that like uh, my culture doesn't matter. And it's like you know. There, there are cultures in the United States that don't care about 
taking care of the areas that we're in. And there are cultures that that do. And so when you pretend that that we're all evil and we're all different and we're all fucking this and that, we're not. Like there are definitely people that are raised to believe that that everything that comes and goes comes and goes. And there are those that believe that like what you do matters and like setting an example and raising people like this woman brought her, her sons who I assume were my age or slightly younger. They didn't live with her, but they got to clean up their mom's house. Cause that's what you fucking do. You fucking take care of family because your mom's the tree and and you're the tree and we're planting that tree. And, um, and yeah, so I'm just, I'm, you know, I want to live. I want to live on the street that's that's arched by the greenery. That live. I want to live in the shade of the generation before me that took care of things. And I'm really being confronted with the fact that the generation before me was like, "Nah, uh, we don't want to live with those trees. Those trees are tearing up our sidewalk. We'll fucking redo your sidewalk then. No, nah, no, nah, we'll tear we'll tear the tree out." We'll tear the tree out and fucking harvest this shit for wood, and you can go pick up the wood at the park a couple miles away and burn it in your your backyard or in your your wood burning stove because it doesn't matter. Like, nah, we have to work. You have to work within your limitations. Like, that is what makes art. As as a person that works in the arts, as as a person who may or may not be an artist, um. Working in your limitations is what creates that. And there's been a generation before us uh, that that decided they weren't going to plant any more trees. And their parents planted trees. And they were just like, yeah, we're not going to do that. We, Our parents have, our parents planted those trees. We got trees. No big deal. We'll just throw this shit away. This shit is all trash to me. And I'm, I'm really tired of confronting, like, the day-to-day bullshit of that culture. And and just like, ah, oh, yeah, now you're left to deal with it. Now you're left to deal with the trash because we couldn't do it. So um, I mentioned earlier I had uh, followed Mr. Kill Everything on uh, Twitter. And because um, uh, I just made a Twitter account for the first time in forever. And because uh, uh, I want to launch another channel at some point in time. And it, it's what you're talking about is very in tune with what I want to talk about on my channel. Uh, I, I created an Odyssey channel and I've been mirroring some of the, the videos from here that I've been in, but my plan is to work on kind of talking about what you're talking about. And and I've defined it. Well, I mean, others have defined it as well, but as a high trust society. Yeah. Okay. So a high trust society is where you can trust that your neighbors got your back. Oh, they care about your, I've got an excellent example of that. Another, another, my, my neighbor opposed to me, we've exchanged a dozen words. A couple nights ago, I came home, I parked my bike in the garage. I went inside. I thought I closed the door, the garage door. And I, I didn't, or like maybe I pushed the button in my pocket again. And so I'm checking my activity the next morning uh, first off, he tried to knock on all the doors of my house and I was fucking dead asleep because I was exhausted. And when that didn't work, he just, he closed my garage and jumped through the thing. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Doesn't like, okay. So we wave like, we'll wave like, Hey, I'm, I'm back here grilling. Like, Oh, Hey, good to see you. That's it. <laughs> That's sweet. That's it. That's yeah. the kind of society I wouldn't live in. 
Well, because you, you described, like, so when I was growing up in Calgary, um, we lived at the end of a street and then like all my friends were on the street facing our, like our house Leading faced into you. the street and it was, it was just all of them are, are along the side there. And like, well, you get home from school and you go and you like, you know, you have a snack or something and then you go on to go out and play. You'd want to look to where your friends were, but it's not like we all had cell phones or anything like that. The way you knew where all your friends were is that's where all the bikes were plopped in the front yard. Yeah. Right. And so I'll, I, I talk about, I'll, I'll talk about this on my channel at some point, but like something changed when I, I was, it, and it was around great. It was, I honestly, it was like between grade five and grade six that we changed from being a high trust community to a low trust community almost overnight because there was a, uh, the city decided that they wanted to spread out where the social housing was and where there was different group homes uh, for troubled kids and stuff like that. And they, and they put them all, they didn't put them all. They put one in my community and it changed my community almost overnight. We couldn't leave our bikes out anymore. Bikes started getting stolen. Yeah. And you couldn't, you know, like uh, Michael Moore, uh, who I'm not a big fan of, but you know, when I was in university, I, I definitely caught a bunch of his movies. You know, like I, I, I liked them at the time. And I think it was, I think it was Fahrenheit 9-11 where he went to Canada and he like noticed that like a bunch of like front doors were unlocked. Like you just walk up and walk up to people's front doors and like test they were unlocked and they were unlocked. But that's the kind of society I lived in because like, what were you afraid of? Like you yeah. knew all your neighbors and, and you knew, you knew what everybody was doing. So, um, we've lost something and, and like in Canada, right before I left, no, not right before I left. What am I talking about? When I, when I got back to Canada, Trudeau got elected and he said that Canada was a post-cultural nation, like a post-cultural uh, uh, country. And it, it hurt. Cause it was like, no, 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 we have a culture. Like we have a culture. There's a culture, but there wasn't, <laughs> Cause when you really think about it, there isn't, there's no unifying culture, right? Like I could like point to like, Oh yeah, uh, this group and this group and this group that I grew up with, but then they would just slam us. Cause we were all the same skin color that they that somehow that that was all just a white supremacy thing to like be able to leave your bike as a kid at the front doorstep of your friend's house yeah, and not assume it's going to get stolen. Yeah. And you lose something there. And, and like, so I've been doing a lot of research on this. Like wh what's, what's up with high trust societies, low trust societies. And there's another con concept that I'm learning about, which is called um, high context and low context. And it's like how we communicate. Mm -hmm. And like, it's frustrating. It's frustrating because as you're saying, like you can look forward and like, for example, like we brought up about how, I, like I've probably planted, I want to say I've planted about 40 trees already. I've lived here for a year, right? Mm -hmm. And like, we're going to keep at them. And some of them are going to start fruiting in like two years, three years. Some are going to be in like seven years, but I don't care. It's not for me. It's for my kids and my grandkids, right? Like there's a, there's a macadamia nut tree on my, on my property. 
It's already producing nuts. These things are food. They're like shade. They're like promise. Like, you know, my wife goes into the garden and like our garden's awesome. But like, you know, you have to tend to it. You have to like plant things every year. You have to like pick your seasons and do all that kind of stuff. A tree's a tree. A, a tree just like you set it off, you get it going and then it's automatic. It's like doing its thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of thing that like, it's that whole teach a man to fish thing. Yeah. Whereas if you could just kind of put the time in, you're going to have this for a long period of time. It's going to be forever. But it's, it's weird that we even have to discuss it. Like, for example, in Paraguay, there's a law um, where like half of my property is trees. Half of it like is just like dance forest. And I, I, it's fun to go hunting around in there and maybe I'll find gold in there someday or something. But like, you know, it's like, you know, partially unusable, really cool, great tree that keeps other people out. But the thing is, is that, um, what I find really interesting about it is, is like, there's a law here where you could only, you can't cut down more than I think 25% of the trees on your property. And they like, will like use like GPS or sorry, like satellite photos or something like that to prove that you're not doing that. Cause they have a problem, which is, and I mean, you've all heard about like the Amazon forest and ranchers, like plowing under trees and doing all that kind of stuff. And like, you know, yeah, we could talk about like where you toss your bottles and your cans, but like, there's something to be said for not clear cutting. There's something to be said for how we consume things. And like, I look at my forest and I go, okay, well, you know, if I cut down any trees, I'm going to replant something right in its place. Right. Like right in its place. Like I dream of a food forest. Yeah. Right. Which takes time. And like, there's a, a guy named Jeffrey. Uh, I, Jeff Lawton it starts with a G Jeff Lawton is his name. And he, he, he's like the food forest guy. And he, he talks about it like when you're building a food forest, it's not like you, like you said, you can't just plop a tree in. Yeah. And a food forest like requires different levels. It's got its canopy trees. It's got its climbers. It's got its shade trees. It's got all those kind of things. And so like when we're planting our trees, we have to like factor that all in. We have to factor in where the water comes in. We have to factor in how much shade is going to, we don't want this thing to get roasted in its first year. So maybe I'll plant another tree next to it that grows a little faster that maybe I'm not going to keep there forever, but like it'll keep it shaded for a while. And then at a certain point in time, we're going to chop that tree down and use that, drop it on the ground. And then like, it'll feed the nutrients of the soil and stuff like that. And it's like this cycle, but it's like a lot of this planning ahead. People aren't doing that. No. Um, but, and it's like, you could call it a fault thing, but I, I think that. Well, I think part of that is also. There's a certain type of person that is, is, is strictly incapable. Yeah. Our, it's, it's, it's strictly incapable. Our, there is a, there is a type of person and like we've cultivated this culture of instant gratification. Like, like I, there are so many things now. Now that I live in a larger city. Like I'll be browsing Amazon for something. And it's like we can deliver this to you by four p.m. today. I'm just like, do I do I need this by four p.m. today though? Do I like do I do I want this? And so, mm-hmm. but it's it's teaching people that dopamine hit of like push a button, get banana. 
Yeah. And so when it's like, oh, you have to plant this tree and then you have to wait, you know, 20 years to get apples. It's like, well, why the fuck yeah. would I do that when I could just go buy apples at the store? Why did I learn how to cook when I can just order, uh, you know, Uber Eats? Why would I do anything that I'm doing in my life when everything could be so much quicker and easier? And like we're we're creating a culture that will not plant trees. Like they'll go out there and they'll do their like, oh, we planted trees in the park because of uh, global warming. But they won't like actually confront the fact, which is that so much of your life is disposable. So much of your life is the bottle that is worthless instead of being the tree, which is what is uh, become immortal. Plant a tree, plant a tree that will shade your grandchildren. Amen. I like it. Yeah. That's a great issue. Thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode, which means nothing. It just means thank you to all of our listeners. I <laughs> uh, really appreciate it. I've been Tab Bird. Hey, before we wrap it oh, up real ahead. quick, um, before we wrap it up real quick, if if you're listening right now and if you if you don't get annoyed by uh, my shenanigans, uh, I'm trying to rebuild up the uh, the Twitter thing. So uh, you can find me at, at high, trust, uh, high Trust Chaco. Mm. That's the because because it's funny because like all my old ones they don't let me back to have them again. Yeah, of course so, not. so that's my handle is at High Trust Chaco. Uh, so I'd love to give me a shout out if you get a chance. And uh, you know, Twitter's weird when you got to build it up from scratch. It's like you know you're tweeting out to like three followers. It's like weird at the beginning. So um, yeah, man, I really appreciate that. Yeah, you can uh, follow the Here's Where I Get Twitter, which is, I think, like HWIDG cast. And I, yeah, you're unbanned. I am trying to speed run getting banned again. I've been calling people retard. I mean, oh, man. There was a guy, <laughs> I got into this debate about George Floyd, what happened to George Floyd with the guy. And I was like, uh, you're a retard. And then he's like, we'll prove it. And I posted like the screenshots of the court documents that showed that the autopsy was like not what it said it was. And like videos that showed that the knee wasn't on the neck. And he's like, where'd you even find these? And I was like, you need to kill yourself. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, follow El Chaco. Cause, uh, we're getting HWDG's HWIDG is getting banned. I swear to you that. <laughs> So uh, yeah. Until next time, I'm gonna prompt you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spur you on. <laughs> I want that. I want that. I want that scalp. <laughs> yeah. Until next time, I've been Tab Burt. I'm El Chaco. We'll catch you guys next week. Ciao, ciao. Here's I get hotline calls at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us on the Discord and uh which is on the website. I think it's like hwg.com slash Discord, where we also have a uh, voicemail channel. And here's one from that voicemail channel. If this fucking computer will click, piece of crap. Yes, hello there. And whole boy where last week's issues had me thinking a lot on what to say. Since Tim's not here, I'll be focusing on Tab's issue. Two things. One, looking up for school. For me, looking back at my senior year, I was the first person to board the bus that would arrive at 6.15 a.m., which required looking up at 5.45 in order to get dressed, eat breakfast, and then school would begin at 7.20. In the winter, where we get less sunshine, 7.20 feels like I'm, I'm attending a night class. Yeah. 
I can't complain about too much because in the long run, most adults will wake up for our typical 9 to 5 shift and school start at 7.20 with more or less to get everyone's ears accustomed to it. On that note, it is worth noting that when I started high school, school used to start at 7.25, but they shifted it to 7.20 later on. I questioned if they pushed it later to 8 or not. The second would be YouTube. Your rant on YouTube reminded me of an unpopular opinion that I once had back when creators were complaining about either demonetization or when the ad apocalypse was happening. My unpopular opinion? I thought it was a good thing as a viewer. Don't get me wrong, yes, creators need those ads in order to pay those bills. My thought process is that if they like you so much, they'll support you by means of Patreon. I don't want to sit through stupid ads telling me that I should buy a car that would belong on some forbidden channel, wink wink, or some political campaigns that demand my vote, both of which are unskippable. Just, ugh. Oh, and I suppose that pizza guy is looking for a job. Let's pray that he finds a home soon. Thanks. Catch you on 340. Do you want to pray for the pizza guy? I want to pray for Mr. Kill Everything. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you're All for right. the first follower on Odyssey. I told you that guy's a mensch. God bless you, that brother. Guy's the best, of the best. <laughs> I, I plan on getting something done in the next month. Here, I'm gonna get. I got to I got to I got a schedule. I'm gonna be doing it. I I don't want to pull another hot choco where I like you know have to pull the plug right away. Yeah, and, you know after I get canceled. You gotta film yourself. Going back to our caller. <clears throat> uh, going back to our caller. I feel you, brother. Uh, in Canada. Uh, the winters uh, going to school was ridiculous. We'd get those early morning waiting for the bus and it was totally like going to going to school at nighttime. It was yeah. crazy. <laughs> we got a green bottle or something. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I got a green bottle and I thought it was really funny with the, it's like, it's just a label. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and, and back to the apocalypse thing. Yeah. I, uh, I get that. Like, I feel like there's a type of YouTube uh, content creator that is totally ad friendly and whatever. I'm getting it for free. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying for it. I'm getting it for free. Um, I, I, it's hard though, because the thing is like, I like supporting Patreon types type things. I don't do, I don't personally use Patreon anymore, uh, but I try to support it in other ways, but it's this roughly the same idea. You want to support those creators. You want them to keep going. There's a type of creator out there though that's like a little scared to ask for 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 the support and it's 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 this weird thing like um so so one of my favorite one of my favorite uh streamers is Devin Stack and and he like pulled his all of his stuff off of YouTube because he's like I don't want to be beholden to it. I don't want to have to deal with it. I don't want to have to like censor myself. I don't want to have to do any of those kind of things. And um I I I agree with him. Like I I just said I I did a instead of YouTube, I just did a Odyssey channel. That's it. And 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 the thing is is that you um there's this weird thing where once you start going down that path of like quitting your day job to do this to do content creation and stuff like that, you, you're, you're going to have to play this game yeah. where it's like, you're going to put the stuff out there, but you don't want to piss off your supporters. You don't want to say anything that'll like, you know, like you don't have a hot take, go too hot and you don't want to do, do certain things. Like I love, like you've brought up before about, about the, here's what I don't get 
uh, audience. It's fantastic. I came back to this and I was like, you know, I love that you told me, you're like, yeah, we kind of went through a phase. We got kind of, we kind of burned off the dead brush of the bad ones. And now all we've got is good ones. And it's like this perfect space because the thing is like, we've said stuff already on here that, you know, one of these days is probably going to knock us off of YouTube, but like we're small enough that you can get by without, you know, tripping those wires mm-hmm. someday you'll get big enough and it'll trip those wires. And then it's like, okay, well now we're over. Now we're on D live. Oh, nope, nope. Now we're on bit shoot. Nope. Nope. Now we're on, you know, we're going honestly. to cozy TV with a uh, Ethan Ralph. That's where we're going. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, is that like, um, yeah, it's, it's a tricky business. It's a tricky business to, to do this. You have to love it. You have to love it. It has to be like, it has to be your calling. It has to be a hobby first. It has to be a hobby first. Like one of my, you know, we've talked about, I I don't know if we've talked about it, but there's like YouTubers that like review movies and stuff like that. And like, there's ones that you like and ones that you don't. And there's ones that YouTube will suggest to you and ones that you don't want to listen to. Like I used to really like the critical drinker. I don't know what the what the hell he's doing right now, but he's like totally selling out with like a bunch of like, this woke movie's not so bad. It's like, well, you're Scottish, bro. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe you're Overton windows a little bit further than mine. Cause I ain't tolerating that crap. (laughs) Yeah. That's the way red letter media, red letter media has uh, scorned me with their, we like Star Trek Pickard. Gene, look, Uh, here's one from the voicemail hotline. Hey, dead home. Um, That's where I don't get People that don't understand how to turn off the automatic brights on your fucking new car. I just had this fucking liberal in a goddamn, I don't even know what it was. I just blinded by it. And I'm going to assume it's a Honda. Because this new Honda fuck has like this cow eye pain. And this motherfucker, uh, keep in mind, Texas doesn't have any roads that are just fucking straight. Everything has to be a 90 degree angle for new, no good goddamn reason. So every time I fucking take a corner fast, because I need to get the fuck away from the person because he's not turning, he's just well, like his bright automatic brights turn on. He goes, oh shit, my brights are on. And then fucking, for some reason, it takes him 30 seconds to find the little thing that you pull on the side. And then he goes, I don't know if you hear that, obviously, but uh, just randomly flicks it off. And then every time I go around a corner, it turns back on. And then wait till I was fully blinded by the light of God and then turn it back off again. So then eventually I just flashed my reverse lights at him saying, hey, asshole, knock it off. So then he backed up enough, backed off enough for me to finally get past him. I know I'm running this long. I apologize. But fucking Christ, learn ah, your disavow, vehicle. Disavow. Learn about your vehicle before you buy it. Research. Don't be a fucking idiot that just goes, oh, this one's purple. It looks pretty. No, be a fucking man. Stay serious. I think you just got to drive with your high beams on at all times. Fuck everyone else. <laughs> Dude. Um, so one of the, one of the seasoning portions of Paraguay, rural Paraguay is uh, I'm in the vast minority of people who own a like enclosed vehicle, like a car or a truck mm-hmm. or a van. Because uh, a lot of people here have motorcycles. Oh, I already love. I gotta move down there. 
I don't think I've driven. I drove my car for the first time in like a month, a couple days ago. And I was like, this is, this blows. (laughs) I was going to get groceries and I was just like, I hate all of this. (laughs) But it's like, I also live in an area that does not have a lot of streetlights. So like at nighttime, it's like, it's dark. It's like really dark. And when you're driving around and people don't have their headlights on. So there's this other there's, there's a type, there's a type of Paraguayan that is foolish and believes that they don't have to plant somehow trees. by turning on your headlights, it makes you use more gasoline. <laughs> That's amazing. So they'll be driving at night with no lights on. And when I'm driving with my family in the car and like we're driving, I'm like, I have to be like, I have to have night vision, like crazy good night vision to drive sometimes because like you'll be driving and there'll be like a ghost motorcycle in front of you all of a sudden. Now, like when you're driving in an area that doesn't have a lot of um, street lamps, you, you're going to want to have your head, your, your high beams on for a long period. And when you're driving and I'm on as long as I can, but I'm, I'm considerate. I'm, 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 I would not fault this, uh, this caller. But man, what's, what's funniest to us is like, for, for example, yeah, there are plenty of them that come the other way and they don't respond to the like flashing, like the, Hey, Hey buddy, you forgot your, your high beams. Like, you know, they, they don't, that, that, I guess that's not universal, but my favorite is like there. So there's a lot of, I mean, of course there's a lot of poverty in Paraguay. And a lot of times that there's people here that like, will have a light go out. And like back home, like the cops will stop you. They're like, oh, hey, buddy, you got a light out, yeah. you know, and they'll, you, you got to, you get a ticket for it. Not here. Cops come out on like Sundays to like get money for their asado and that's about it. <laughs> but like the. Wait, wait, um, the cops come out on Sundays? Yeah. That's bullshit. They, they should do. be at home on Sundays. Oh, I know they church. should. Blue laws, but yeah. I'm bummed. Um, but uh, they, so we'll see sometimes like my favorite thing. It's like, cause like on these motorcycles, like there'll be like, like a family mm-hmm. on them, you know, oh, like wow. dad's driving kids in front of them, babies in between moms on the back. She's holding the big propane tank to refill for back home. And, and, but like, there's times where you're seeing like at nighttime where there's like, there's motorcycles going and clearly his headlamp is broken. And so there'll be like the passenger holding on and like, in his hand is like he's oh, like he's got like phone this flashlight. <laughs> so you're like, yeah, that works. <laughs> exactly. That's hilarious. Uh, it's funny because like motorcycle, like my, my my bike, I can't turn the headlight off. I have I have on and high beam. Those are my two settings. There's no in between. Yeah. Um, so it's it's yeah, I get that's wild. Here's one from uh, Matt from yeah. Minnesota. Cool. Hello, Tab and co-host. Uh, Matt from Minnesota. I'm about two and a half minutes into the previous episode, which is the newest episode. And I just have to call and say, those dirty riggers. With an R on both ends. Thank you. And good night. <laughs> that was a hard R. That's our word. Yeah, that is their, <laughs> yeah. Another per- reclaim that word. <laughs> Another person who called in midway through listening to the episode. <laughs> Holy shit, man, that's cool with me. What a fucking idiot. 
Yeah, unless it was actually RTV, which kind of looks like Flex Fuel, and it's a proper automotive component. But it was probably Flex Fuel. <laughs> oh, well, hey, hey, at least, at least you didn't use duct tape. You know, because that would be really fucking stupid, because, you know, duct tape's not rated for high heat unless it's special high heat duct tape. But, oh, well, I'm going to continue listening to the episode now. Wow. One of my favorite things about Andy calls mm-hmm. is that, like, can- I can only understand, like, 20% of them because his, like, mic clips. I don't know, like, <laughs> I feel like he's, like, calling through an AM radio that's, like, <laughs> echoing through another AM radio call-in show. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, like, the worst quality ever. But, like, what I do catch is funny as heck. And <laughs> so thanks for the call-in. I got another one from Andy. Hey, listen to the further in uh so, so you duct tape your motorcycle together, yeah? Yeah, you know, it's cool, man. It's cool. I mean, it makes Red Green to be proud, right? You know what you always said, right? If, if the women don't fight you handsome, they'll you know, still at least give you a handy. Something like that. Here's the thing, though. So I did duct tape my motorcycle back together. I did not use duct tape like the tape that you buy in the store that's silver and has the, like, weird lattice of... Fibers, I used like actual duct tape that you seal ducks up that is heat ready. It worked. Yeah, it did work. It's been running great. And you know what also too, I find it interesting is uh, how we were just talking about motorcycles and yeah. <laughs> cheap repairs and that. Timely, Andy, ti- timely. Welcome to Motorcycle Repair Cast. <laughs> and was that a red-green reference? I think that was a red-green reference. About duct tape? Yes. No, no, that was a literal story that I told last week on the show. Is No, 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 but I I think he just dropped a red green reference because uh, he said about the like, you know, if, if they don't find you handsome, they should find you handsome. Oh, I didn't even understand green. that part of what he was saying. So, yeah, he must Yeah, that's have. that's yeah, red yeah, green. Yeah. That's that's CanCon, baby. <laughs> I love red green. Yeah, me too. Hey, here's what I don't get. Every online recipe for any meal always calling for fresh herbs. So, you know, you, you read one of these recipes and it's like, oh, we'll add uh, two sprigs of fresh oregano or fresh basil. You know what? I'm not fucking buying fresh herbs all the time. I tried it once and I used like one-twentieth of the amount of herb that I bought from the grocery store, you know, the amount they sell it in, Best and the rest herb, of it goes man. in my trash, wasted. And so every time I have to make a fucking meal, there's like five herbs and they're all supposed to be fresh. And every time I read the recipe, I have to do this. Okay, I'm reading the recipe. Go to Google. Convert two sprigs of fresh oregano to how many tablespoons of dried oregano. Now do the same thing for basil. Now do the same thing for parsley. Every fucking time. And I cook every meal I eat. So uh, it's such a time waste. Makes me so mad. Okay, that's it. Also, I'm the guy who uh, submitted you the cringe of the week for Carl. And uh, I've been waiting for you to listen to it. And I 100% agree with everything you say about Carl's show. Uh, the Chad Zuma shit is unlistenable, and there's way too much fucking e-drama on yeah. WATP, and I hope he goes back to actually being a good show. That's it. Bye. Oh, okay, great. So I did finally catch the episode. I called in and left a voicemail with Carl. I don't know if it got played yet. Uh, I left the cat shit in intentionally. I cut out all the dead air about me getting bitten because I thought it was funny. And fuck Carl. I mean, I think we all agree there. You'd say <laughs> fuck Carl, right? I don't even know who Carl. I've never listened to a second of yeah, WATP. Yeah, but, but, but fuck that guy, right? Sure. Yes. Sure. Okay, all right. We're all there. Okay, but, but uh, let me let me let me get in there real quick here. Uh, 
so first off, he was like pulling a, a total, um, uh, a total seasoning police. You see the, se- yeah, you saw the seasoning police thing. So the whole time I'm like wanting to like do uh, this and like point and like, yeah, <laughs> do what the chick was doing. Put the, the, thing. the two hands um, up like, Oh, I don't know what, uh, where did these seasonings come from? You can't see me because my <laughs> camera has decided to shit the bed this week's episode. I don't know. I'll tell you how to solve that problem, pal. Kitchen gardens, kitchen gardens, baby. Yeah. Herb garden. I had yeah. one. I like, so I this is I had one. I had basil plants. I had basil plants that got so uh, prolific. Uh, that's not probably not the right word, but yeah, it works. But it works. basically, like the stems of the basil plants were starting to turn into wood. Okay. Because yeah, they do that. Yeah, we would like we would trim the leaves off. You got to trim the flowers. That's a very important thing that mm-hmm. people don't tell you on because when yep. herbs start to flower, the they shoot. They shoot. The, yeah. the leaves start to taste like shit. And so, yeah, we would, we, and we, but it was, I, I, it was literally a cardboard box that we put a trash bag in and fill with dirt and put these basil plants in and we propagated them because we put fucking fresh basil in everything. I couldn't, I couldn't get basil to work in Canada. Like That's we would try and we'd get like a herb garden and couldn't get it to work down here. No problem. Yeah. Down here. I got, Okay, Max, my favorite herb is rosemary. Rosemary is my favorite. You can use it with, because like garlic, rosemary, and salt is like the, is the holy trinity of like grilling, right? And so we've got rosemary. We've got. um, (laughs) Disagree. We've got basil. We've got oregano. (laughs) I'm enjoying your. your, Are you enjoying your video here? I fucking am so pissed off, man. I cannot express how. Much bullshit. I'm wondering if it's the green. You weren't having as much problem when you weren't throwing the green screen background. No, I've been doing the green screen like, for weeks and I had no problems. And this week it is oh, it that. has shit the bed. Mm. I don't know when I, I took that drink of water, but I, the video showing me taking a drink of water right now that was several minutes ago. <laughs> well, because it's funny, like like I'll be talking and all of a sudden like you're reacting like I'll see you laughing but I'm not I'm not sure if you're laughing at my joke or if now it was, it's like, live now I'm fucking like, live and then it'll fucking ramp up and be bullshit in not two fucking minutes and I'm the one on Paraguayan internet you're the one on like, I have St. Fucking, Louis internet. I have fucking straight wired gigabit internet into this motherfucker I am so fucking irritated <laughs> Mine's not like topping out at like 5.5 megabytes per second. I tested. I have right a button. I, I have a button right here underneath the soundboard. I'm at 940 up and down. And I'm getting this shit. <laughs> I don't know what it fucking is. Like I restarted the computer. I've been, I've been like, I've been it's trying to figure out if I'm Chaco taking CPU internet, shit. Man. I don't know. Fucking pissing me off, Any more man. Calls? I'm so fucking annoyed. I will agree though. Like, so the, my last herb garden I had on the back porch, I had like these little planters of herbs. I had like mint and basil. Cause that's one of my favorites. And, um, there were cocktail ingredients basically. And you can just get to the point where you're like, <laughs> I can't fucking go back there and water this shit again. I'm done. <laughs> so I, I'm with him. I'm with this him. This is the guy who like 20 minutes ago was telling about how important it is. <laughs> plant, to plant trees. trees. <laughs> <laughs> you can't water an herb garden. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing, El Chaco. I was in a very, very dark part of my life where everything, everything sucked constantly and I was really done. So, you know. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. I've been. Fair I. Enough. I need to. I. I need to go get a plant 
because I have these like two little uh, planters on my front porch that would be perfect. And I'm like, I could put uh, basil in this one and mint in this one. And all summer have fresh basil in all my food and fresh mint in all my cocktails and just be fucking set. See, you should come. I still want you to come down and visit us someday. You must. I will. I think you must come down here at some point in time. But what's funny about down here is uh, yerbas or remedias, like remedies, mm-hmm. like uh, are a big thing. Like natural remedies are a big thing. And it seems to me like almost every tree, every plant, every weed, every everything is a is a is a is an herb that they use as a as a medicine. And so we've got all types of them all over the place. But my favorite thing is with my wife and I is like, you'll be asking them, you'll be asking, like, somebody will say, oh yeah, this is good. Like, oh, you should not cut this thing down. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a remedio. It's a, it's a remedy. Oh, cool. (laughs) But like, literally we've got like hundreds of these things all over the place and without fail every single time. Cause you're always like, oh, what's it do? Like maybe it'll like, cure a headache or maybe it'll like cure a toothache or maybe it'll like take your cough away. No, every single one of them is for your stomach. (laughs) Like, like without fail, every single, it's like, it's like, Oh yeah, you got it. That one, you put it, put it in your tea. It's like, what's it for? It's, uh, it's for your stomach. It's for your stomach. And like, like it's, it's almost become a running joke. It's like, we'll just like pick up a random piece of grass and be like, yeah, chew on that. It's for your stomach. (laughs) Uh, I got, one more voicemail when well, I have two more voicemails. Sure. Uh, I just want to call. I was listening. There's something I really agree with. Uh, the tab was talking about how, you know, greenhouse is, uh, it's, you know, how it's all like hot in Florida. So to solve that, what they need to do is build a greenhouse. He said a giant glass dome. Cause we all know, you know, when it's really hot, you know, you walk into one of those nice little glass houses that they call a greenhouse where they got the plants because they grow the plants there because it's nice and cool inside of a greenhouse especially on a hot and sunny day yeah, I'm, I'm tab cuffed that's how I think the world works anyway that's all y'all have a nice day okay I didn't Bye-bye. I didn't say build a greenhouse I still said build a dome and pump cool air into it there's a big difference didn't he remind you of like a little bit of like the pre Hank Hill voice from like Beavis and Butthead, <laughs> uh, like not Tom actually, but yeah, whatever yeah. the neighbor was, like, oh, that boy ain't right. Well, that boy ain't right. <laughs> those, those kids are whacking off in my tool shed. Yeah, I fucking love Tom Anderson. I fucking love Tom Anderson. Yeah, you know what? This is God's country. I in, when he's in uh, in Beavis and Butthead do America. Like, uh, so uh, here's 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 how much I love Beavis and Butthead do America. <laughs> <laughs> he gets arrested because they find the pants that Beavis is wearing in his trailer and he gets arrested <laughs> and he says, he's like, I'm an American citizen. I got rights. And when we did, when I did the, the tracks that I recorded for, um, hashtag Dick lies, I'm getting dragged out of the courtroom. And I said, I, and I shout, I'm an American citizen. I have rights. I did that because I love that line from Beavis and Butthead do awesome. America so much. Awesome. I, See, I was wondering, I was wondering if like, if like Beavis and Butthead was like, you get your damn hands off me. Not. I'm an American citizen. I have rights. That is, I said that fucking verbatim as Mad Cucks in hashtag Dick Flies. Listen to it. Lakembra, the goat. Yeah. Uh, we have one more from Dead Helm. Cool. Hey, 
get a trunk of like uh, dead helm here. Oh shit! And, uh, oh, he you gonna save it? save it. I'll save it for next week. Save it for him. All right, he's next week. Theoretically, sounds good. Well, that's it. That's it for this week's episode. I've been your uh, slow motion bullshit video host. I <laughs> fucking couldn't be more irritated. <laughs> You've been like dial up internet all night. <laughs> and now it's cotton up. Fucker. Oh, is hey, this fucking Carl? Fuck you, Carl. I will fight you. <laughs> you piece of shit. I didn't mean to bury you. I didn't, I just I'd never would listen to the show. That's just that's just me. <clears throat> Cheers to Mr. Kill Everything. Another one of our goats. Oh man, greatest. I will end you. Time. I will end you, Carl. I will end you. <laughs> I'll come to Florida or Rochester and end you. So yeah, that's our week's episode. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>